Thanks for tuning in to WSOE. I'm your host, Luis Mueller, joined by my co-host, Carson Blythe, and you're listening to Loaded Talk. Today, we're going to be finishing up our division winners and our wildcard uh, predictions. So let's start with the AL East because we left off with our argument on the Yankees last week, and now we got to finish the rest of the AL East. So let's go with the Baltimore Orioles because we already know what's going to go on with them. Carson? Um, to be honest with you, I see them as a as probably one of the worst teams in baseball. Maybe not the worst because you know, Detroit Tigers always are pulling up that. <laughs> well, yeah, that road. But honestly, I feel like them not being the worst is a failure, just because you're looking at it and their job is to lose, and they're even not they're not like they're bad at it. They're pretty good at it, but like they're not the best at it. And if you're a rebuilding team right now in baseball, you want to be the best at losing. Because if you are losing, you get top draft picks, you get the best player in every draft, you can then make a dynasty. Look at the Astros. They were historically good at losing. Now they're historically good at, well, cheating, but also <laughs> winning. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. The Baltimore Orioles, they, they need to do a little bit better job of losing games. And you don't really talk about that too much, um, especially in any sport. In, in the sport world, um, you don't want to lose unless you're rebuilding. And that's like, the Houston Astros started that. They're, they were historically bad, and now the Baltimore Orioles are historically bad at giving up home runs. Uh, they, they had the record last year. <laughs> they're just, they just gotta, to be fair, their park doesn't help them very much. No, not at all. And they just have to be worse than the Detroit Tigers. That's who they're competing with this year. Yes, but I will say this. Chris Davis is making that look a little harder than normal. Because he did hit two opposite field home runs in spring training, which is two more than he hit the entire season. That is a good step for Chris Davis, because Chris Davis is a notable pull hitter who always has the shift to really mess him up, and very much recently. But if he can learn to go opposite way, he still has power used due to his big frame. I might be good trade bait. No, no, I'm saying his contract. If he learns, if he learns how to, they're they're gonna have to eat his contract definitely. But if he learns how to go the other way and improves his hitting a little bit, that's a that's not a that's not a bad hot take. This is a burning hot take. I still think the power is still there. So if he learns a better hitting approach, I could see him maybe hitting 25. That's a very hot take. Yes. That is like off the stove a hundred. Well, think about it because hundred thousand. If he even fixes his hitting approach a little bit, starts going the other way a little bit more, you're gonna see teams start to respect him, and his pull side's gonna get a little better. It's gonna exponentially get better. He just needs to learn how to hit the ball first. He yes. he strikes out a ton. But he's showing some fantastic. Of course, stuff but then again, season. it's spring training. You're facing minor league pitching. That's true, but it's more of it's less about who they're facing and more about how he's hitting them. That's fair. All right. Now that we talk about Baltimore being historically bad, let's go on to the Boston Red Sox because this is going to be my favorite topic to talk about. They're going to miss the playoffs this year. Um, not really that much of a hot take. You just traded Mookie Betts, David Price. David Price isn't that bad, that good of a pitcher, but he's still your two guy. And then you trade your best player, arguably top three guy in the league. Come on. I think they're not going to make it, but they're going to end with a positive record. Um, oh, yes, yeah. they yeah. lost Mookie Betts, but still Rafael Devers is now, I believe, the young face of that team. I I believe they will not win more than 86 games. Yes, but I don't think they're going to be negative. I think no, they're going to be no. positive, but you're going to... Because the way I'm looking at it, you still have Chris Sale, and Chris Sale's probably going to bounce back. He's a stud. Yeah. You still have Xander Bogarts, and he really hit well last year. Rafael Devers is really looking like a young star for this team, and that's something we couldn't have said two years ago. Yeah. And he... 
is really, really, really solid with the bat. He's fun. Like he reminds me of. He has some big poppy look to him because he's chubby, and, <laughs> and he's but Dominican. he's just lovable. And to be honest with you, Andrew Benintendi, I feel like is one of the most overrated players in baseball. Despite me saying that underrated players typically people who do everything. He does everything, but we expect him to do everything Better. on a Mike Trout level, but yeah. he isn't. And their farm system's a little weak. So if I were them, I would be rebuilding. Because um, you already traded Mookie Betts. You already send yourself down that road. I honestly think you should tear away everyone, Chris Sale, Bogarts, but you should keep Devers and Benintendi because I feel like they're still young pieces, despite me thinking he's overrated. A thousand percent. I think J.D. Martinez is going to be a very, very good trade bait. Yes, I think this, you can really get year. a good farm system and just do a one-year rebuild and then just have a, a bunch of young— Yeah, You don't even have to rebuild. It's just a retool. Exactly. You get rid of J.D. Martinez, even though he's a very good bat, he's old, and he's one year left on his deal, so why keep him? You're not going to make the and, playoffs this Eduardo year. Eduardo Rodriguez had a pretty good pitching season last year. Yeah, e- Erod is not that bad. You have a good team. Just retool the team, refine it, and you, I hate to say it, but Boston's not out. They're down, but they're not out. I think they're going to—remember when um, the Yankees said they are going to rebuild after they were a bunch of old people with bad knees? Um, and they did, and I think that's something that the Red Sox can really emulate— because they still have the same financial power that the, the Yankees, Yankees currently have. Mm-hmm. And I think they can really trade their younger players for very young talent that's going to blossom maybe in a year. And then the next year, you have them blossom. And maybe, like, yes, the Yankees were a little early. They were expecting more of a two-year rebuild. But I think a two-year rebuild for the Red Sox will be fine. Uh, now moving on to the final team of the ALEs. We're going to go to the Toronto Blue Jays. My um, favorite team. This is actually going to be one of my favorite teams to watch, besides the Yankees and the AL East, because they're just going to be a very exciting team to watch. They're young, they they have the excitement behind them, and they just, I mean, they have the the names. Vlad Guerrero Jr., who doesn't want to watch him? Bo Bichette, who doesn't want to watch him? Kevin Biggio, who doesn't want to watch him? It's going to be they just also have a, Roger Clemens' son in the minor leagues. And then Roger Clemens' son, they, they have everyone's son no, in the No, it's great. I love that because I always say it's better to be... Maybe a little bad, but but fun. fun than be a little good but boring. Yeah, no, and I totally agree with that, and I think it's just going to be such a fun year to watch the Toronto Blue Jays. I, they just replaced Marcus Stroman, who I think is a little bit more fun than Ryu. But I mean, you need you need to win some games. You can't. I lose think them all. honestly, you're going to see a lot of games where they just blow out people, and a lot of games where they just don't score any runs. They're yes. a very young team. And I feel like they're gonna they really match off each other's chemistry. So if they're hot. I think they're honestly one of the best teams. Like, I think if they are hot, they are one of the most unstoppable teams because of how young and talented they are. But I feel like if they're cold, they're like they're the Orioles Baltimore, level. Yeah. I, I think it's a weird thing to say, but it's true because of how much young talent. It's like what I used to think the of the extremes. Astros when they're they were the first coming up. Yes. Like when Correa was first getting good. Yes, Altuve was just hitting 300. He didn't have that much power. And mm-hmm. like we're talking about like young George Springer and that sort of stuff. Like, it was a team where, like, some days they were the Baltimore Orioles. The other days they were, like... The Houston Astros. The current Houston Astros. Yes. Like, um, I think I think the Blue Jays are going to be just a really fun team to watch, and they're going to steal a lot of games from the Rays and the Yankees. Yes. They're going to steal because, a lot of games from them because they're good. They're a good-hitting team. And just to talk about it, because, I mean, we're in the AL East... Luis Severino, Tommy John, he's out. James Paxton's out for the first month or two. I mean, the Yankees' rotation has already taken a beating from injuries. And they're probably going to take a beating through the bats. Probably, because the injury bug is not look. It, 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 it looks like it hasn't gone away since last year. I mean, I'm pretty sure Stan and Judge, I, I think Stan has um, a strain in his calf or something like that. And then Judge is coming off of an injury. Honestly, 
whoever is your training coach, the they, they need to get to fired. Because like, needs to get fired two years ago. This it's, is ridiculous. It's bad. It's so bad. But um, with with the rotation in the Yankees being this badly hurt, you're gonna struggle against that lineup. That lineup is gonna eat it, eat up that rotation. Maybe not the bullpen, but that rotation is going to get eat up by that lineup because that lineup is not bad. It's a that, good that lineup. If that lineup's hot, you're not going to. You're not, not going to stop him Un- unless it's Garrett Cole on the mound. You're not going to stop him, and even then, he might get beat because they're just a good. They're just a good hitting team. Yeah, they're just a good young hitting team. I don't think they're probably going to even go positive, but they're a good hitting team. All right. Well, we talked about the entire AL, including the wild cards last week. My wild card. Wait, 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 wait. My wild card was the Tampa Bay Rays in first, and the Oakland Athletics in second. And um, yours was the Yankees in first and the Athletics in yes, second. Yes, and I want to say one more thing about the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, expect them to be like the Cubs before they made the playoffs, where they had a really, really good second half, and then the next year they're going to make the playoffs. I can see that. I could definitely see that. They, they're they a couple years away from a playoff push. They're a year but or I maybe two. I think they're two. sooner than you think. No, no, no. I don't think, they're, I don't think it's going to take like five years. I think it's going to be like next year, maybe the year after that. Yes, but this is going to be a very good development. Now let's move on to the worst, the worser league in in the MLB, the NL. That is the biggest lie you've ever said on radio. <laughs> no, it is in the entire. Um, this is the, the best NL league. is <laughs> the NL is deeper. The NL is objectively a better league to watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we'll start with the NL East because we're going to do the NL West last. That's messed up. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll go with the Miami Marlins, I guess. Derek Jeter out here really supporting the Yankees. Um, he's he's the man. Nah, but seriously though, the Marlins are just going to be very bad. They they are undefeated in this in spring training, or they were I saw undefeated. That. They in were six training. And, and on Twitter, it's hilarious. If you have time, go on Twitter and look up the Miami Marlins. I love their Twitter feed. They were going back and forth with the Detroit Tigers saying, no, we're in first place in the league at first spring training. And then someone uh, posted a tweet where it's like, remember, these games don't matter. And they wide it out, don't matter. And it was like, these games matter a lot. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> um, they, they're very humorous because they know they're going to be bad. Uh, everyone knows they're going to be bad. But they're not going to be as bad as the Orioles and the they Tigers. are doing what the Miami Marlins need to do, and I want them to get out of the rut of developing talent, have them blossoming, trading them away after one good season, and then being yeah. bad again. The Miami Marlins, I believe now under Derek Jeter, um, <laughs> under him, I don't know if he's doing the best job, but he is developing a good farm system. He's doing system. a better job. He's yeah, way better than whoever they had. And I think they're, they have a really good farm system they're like trying to develop, which is what you need to start with. Um... Besides for that, they're going to lose. If you're a Miami Marlins fan, don't go to them. I mean, <laughs> go to their games. They need the money. Yeah, facts. They need the money to start a rebuild, so believe in the process. Remember the Sixers. All right, now I'm going to go with my fourth best team in the NL East, the Philadelphia Phillies. That's who I think is coming in fourth place this year. I hate to say it to the Philly fans because they're going to well, they're going to hate me for it, but Sorry, you're not gonna you're not gonna be better than the Mets, the Nationals, and the Braves. They, those teams are ridiculous right now, um, and the Phillies they have the talent to be good. They just don't have the depth to be. The Phillies, great. I will give my patented, wonderful, coveted award of the most depressing team in baseball. Why do I say they're the most depressing team in baseball? Because you had such a good young core, and what happened to your good young core? They fizzled, and now you have a bunch of. Yes, Bryce Harper's not old, but he's not. 
he's like half as good as we expected him to be. He's not. He's, and he's not. You're looking at it. Yes, you have JT Romuto, but you, you're the players you acquired to make this team good are good are making it worse. Pop, like are to make, be honest. no, not making it worse. I think they're honestly that's the only thing keeping them at 500. Their young players have been downright terrible. Ter- the only one I can think that isn't bad is Reese Hoskins. What happened to Dubal Herrera? He fell off. Bad. Aaron Nola, yes, he's had some good years. So yes, I'll give Reese Hoskins. Aaron Nola worked out. What happened to J.P. Crawford? You traded him. What happened to Mikel Franco? He's playing for the Royals now. Like, those were your young players that were really Cesar supposed Hernandez. to change the game. Cesar Hernandez was a little older. Yeah, I know, but still, like, he was he was there for a while. You yes, would expect him to actually perform. and he- So many players in their farm system has repeatedly failed and repeatedly disappointed. And you, this is the, so remember when we see, like, Young teams like the Cubs, they get John Lester to make the playoffs because they had a young core, and the young core got supplemented by a veteran. Yeah. The problem is the veterans you added aren't aren't they're good players, but they're also veterans that haven't had good clubhouse history. And, and not only that, it's like you're getting the wrong veterans. You yes. need a in order in order to so what the Cubs did, they need a rotation help, right? They had everything else. They need a rotation help, so they got a veteran in the rotation to help their other starters and then kind of guide the rest of the team through the playoffs because he's been there and he's done that. But you get Bryce Harper, who's never even made it past the first round of the playoffs, what do you expect? Pretty sure he made the second round. Okay, he makes it to the second round of the playoffs. Big whoop. He was the best team. In the, the, the Nationals have the most wins since like 2012 or something like that from any team. And they only won a World Series when he left. And they only won a World and Series when he left. it's not necessarily that, but, like, you added all these veterans, and what happened to your young core? They just disappeared. And honestly, that's depressing. Because where, really where did Jorge Alfaro go? He's playing for Miami now. Yeah. He's playing yeah. for Miami now. You supplemented him with JT Romuto. Your young core disappeared. They instead The young of, core that made the Phillies exciting two years ago is gone. And now they're just a bunch of a bunch of old guys. Well, not old guys, not but a old bunch guys, of but mid to late twenties guys who don't have a young team around them. Yeah, they're just there. It's kind of they. They're kind of a very non cohesive all star team. And yes, I understand the Phillies do have a lot of young players still coming up in the farm system. Their farm system is good, but it's just sad because I expected so many things out of the Phillies. And what did you do? You acquired Didi Gregorius, an above average shortstop. Like and he's twenty eight and he's twenty eight for a one year deal and he's recovering from Tommy John surgery like and then he gets Zach Wheeler Zach Wheeler yes but he only had like a three point nine year array for the Mets like this isn't this isn't the signings that you gonna need. make you better yes, you should have it's just really unfortunate because honestly I don't even think it's management's fault I think it's development's fault because the developing players never got the chance to really succeed and it's honestly really sad to see and I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's honestly gonna make me cry. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on. Who's your third best team? Hmm. Mets. Yeah. I heard an article earlier that said the Mets were going to win the division. Oh, never. But this was also a Mets reporter who said this. And I'm going to tell you right now, they're not going to win the division. No, the Braves are too good. They're, and the Nationals they, are too oh, good. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> yes, but I think the Mets have a better chance against the Nationals because the Nationals are very pitching heavy, while the Mets are also very pitching heavy. If yes. you look, if you look at that, they're they're very similar in that sense, and the Braves are just better. And everyone's like, Pete Alonso hit fifty home runs. How can you say that? Okay, but who else on that team is hitting who home else runs hits like that? On that team, 
Yeah, period. Close hits. <laughs> and uh, name someone. And even please. then, sophomore slumps, like. Yeah, sophomore slumps you are have real. To consider Je- they're okay. a real thing. Don't say it. who else hits because Jeff McNeil is a beast. Jeff McNeil hits. All right, so who else hits? Jeff That's McNeil. Um, if you say Amad Rosario, I'm going to hit you. No, I'm not. He does not hit. He barely even fields. Like uh, Pete Alonso is good. Jeff McNeil is good. There's one more guy that I can't remember his oh, name. Isn't it like Michael Conforto? Michael Conforto is good too, yeah. Where is Joanna Cespedes? Wasn't he, he supposed to okay, be Okay, so that that's a great story. He apparently got hurt on his ranch last year, and then they think that he's getting hurt on purpose so he can get paid but not play. So they filed like a, a lawsuit or something like that, and they won. And they lowered his contract with incentives to get to where it was before. So he has to play. So we will see Jonas Cespedes this year, hopefully, because that's another guy who could hit and throw the baseball far. (laughs) Boy, can he throw a baseball. Honestly, Mets, and your pitching rotation, you lost Zach Wheeler. Big whoop. I understand people are very high on Zach Wheeler, but Ah, he's all right. You still have DeGrom and Syndergaard. You have Mats, who really also, came up last the second half of the season to pitch pretty well. You also bolstered that bullpen with Dylan Batances, and that that's a big if he can piece. Even pitch. Yeah, well, yeah, he's always hurt, but I mean, without <laughs> the Yankees trainer, he'd probably be fine. Uh, Honestly, you go, I I think it's just a New York thing because the Mets also have bad issues with injuries, like, and your catching is still. I don't know if they acquired anyone for catching. Wilson uh, Wilson Ramos. Okay, Wilson Ramos isn't a he can hit. He's one of the best hitting catchers in the league, so, actually. I could see it, but this is a very tough division, Mets. And honestly, the Washington Nationals have a superstar rotation. They have hitting in Juan Soto and other players who are not bad, like Trey Turner. Trey Turner, uh, Juan Soto, Ryan Zimmerman could come up every now and then. Adam Eaton's not bad. Howie Kendrick is a clutch player, as you saw in the postseason. Yes, they're lacking. Victor on... Robles is an ongoing, is an upcoming star. Yeah, they have Victor Robles, but I think you're. I think I see this being a close race between the two of them because they are missing Anthony Rendon. Anthony oh, no, Rendon, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I said the Mets and the Nationals are very similar. They're going to have a, they're gonna have a tough time chewing out that I think they're going to have spot. a really solid third baseman in Spencer. Um, it's Kiaboom, his name is. But Ke- it's their, Keith Baum or something like that. Keith it's Baum. their third, I think it's Kiaboom. Yeah. But yeah. it's their third base prospect. I hear he's really good. He's a really solid hitter. I think that's really going to help them recover a little bit. He's not going to be in Rendon. No. Well, no. I don't know. Who knows? Rendon I didn't is one predict of the best. Pete Lonzo would hit 50 home runs. He's so. one of the best third basemen in the league, um, Rendon. So it's going to be some big shoes to fill in. But I think the Nationals just have the up the, the leg because if you just look at the first two, they're they're pitch, excuse me, they're pitching heavy uh, teams, right? So look at the rotation of the Mets. You got the first two, Degrom and Syndergaard, right? Who are your first two in the Nationals? Um, Strasburg and Scherzer. Exactly. Actually, it's in the opposite order, my bad. It is, but like, DeGrom you could even argue Scherzer. that it's in the order I just said. Yeah, De- <laughs> DeGrom versus Scherzer. That's a toss-up, honestly. DeGrom, he's won back-to-back Cy Youngs, but I mean, Scherzer's insane. Scherzer's won like four in his career. You could even set DeGrom up with Strasburg and have an argument with that. And like, Strasburg, and like... And then your third guy is Patrick Corbin. Who is nothing to laugh at. Nothing at all. it wasn't a fluke year his first year. He can be an ace. Syndergaard had a four ERA last year. He's not that good. Okay, he is good. Okay, no, but he's been struggling recently. That's In recent years, he's been struggling. The problem with power pitchers, you see a lot of power pitchers with control really 
really changed the league because they have the ability to, yes, throw hard, but also control it. I think Syndergaard really has problems with his overall, I wouldn't say control, but more command in the strike zone. And I feel like a lot of hitters are preparing for 100 regardless. So if you throw 100, they're just kind of ready for it. Yeah. And I understand your stuff is ridiculous, but if you don't put it where it needs to go, these hitters aren't jokes. Yeah. Especially in this division where four, I can say four out of the five teams are could be above teams. average hitting teams. Yeah, they, they could be playoff teams, to be honest. And like the Phillies, I don't think will be, but they could be. The winner of this division is going to be the Braves. Easily. They're just um, the Yankees of the NL, to be honest with you. They just have all the young talent in the world. And yeah. honestly, they're pretty fun to watch. I think they're more fun to watch the Yankees because I, I don't You're know, I'm not a Yankee NL fan. Freak. You're also an NL freak, and everyone who's not a Yankee fan hates the Yankees. I don't hate the Yankees. You just... Don't. I you just would, don't you think just would never fun. Choo- You would just never choose the Yankees over anyone else. No, I would. I just think the Atlanta Braves are... I think the combination of Ozzie Albies and okay, Ronald Cunha yeah, Jr. is Ronald more Cunha, fun to watch Ronald Cunha Jr. and Ozzie Albies are probably the, the best dynamic giants. duo. The best <laughs> dynamic duo in the league. But you got to give the Yankees some credit with Gleyber I mean, Torres, Gary they're Sanchez. They're fun, but like... They, I feel like the Yankees per- expect a certain amount of professionalism. No, and especially that's true. that DJ that Gorius has left. True. He brought a lot of culture on the field. Mm-hmm. And I feel that I'll Atlanta Braves that. still all have that culture. I'll agree with you on that. The Atlanta Braves culture is more loose. Yes, the Yankees is more the like Yankees, they, they have a persona to put on. They're a bunch of properly shaved giants. Yes, <laughs> agreed. Um, when we get back on Loaded Talk, we're going to be talking about the NL Central. And we'll probably be starting with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just a little quick preview. So if you want to tune in a little later, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, if you want to just give the Pittsburgh Pirates because you know no one wants to listen. Put to the timestamp. Um, I say come back at ten twenty two. Welcome back to Loaded Talk. I was three minutes off. You should have tuned in at ten twenty five. I was actually ten twenty two when I said that. Um, thanks, Carson, for bringing that to my attention. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to start with the NL Central. Um, Pittsburgh Pirates. Woo! Like I said, you want to skip to 1027? Yeah, so... Uh, they're probably... Okay, they're not a depressing team to watch. They're, they win my coveted award for the most boring team to watch in baseball. <laughs> they have, they're not doing anything. No, they not. literally have no one that you could be like, all right, like, I kind of want to watch that guy. Like, I, I'm not going to sit at my... I'm not going to sit on my bed and say, hmm... Chris Archer's pitching. Let's pull up the Pirates. Never in my life will I say that. I actively turn off the Pirate games. <laughs> I like, like their announcer too. I, I'll turn. I'll look through the channels and see if Pirates are on. But like, oh, it's the Pirates, and then I click like to Joe like Musgrove. Else. I play with him in MLB The Show. Okay, Joe Musgrove is good. I, I will, also I will, like I will say that. their shortstop, the Kingham dude. He hit three hundred. I think he's dope. Like, I think he's pretty cool. And, and Gregory like, Polanco, maybe. I think he's pretty cool. And honestly. That's that's a that's a plus, but like I don't really want to watch Gregory Polanco because I think he's kind of boring. I don't want to watch. They don't start in Marte, so they don't have that kind of potential on their team. Um, I've hated Chris Archer since he was on the Rays, and I was a Rays fan. Um, their bullpen, eh, it's all right, I guess. And like They're you don't want to watch good. it. You don't want to watch their bullpen. You don't want to watch their starting rotation. You don't want to watch. I'd rather watch a Giants game, and that's coming as a non bias Like I'm gonna say a non biased opinion. I'd rather watch a Giants game because at least they're gonna be funny. Okay, as a non-biased opinion, I'd also rather watch a Giants game. because like, I am a Giants fan, but I'm honestly saying this because the Giants are going to probably have Yasiel Puig, which is going to be really fun. And honestly, gonna, they're going to have gonna Pablo really Sandoval fun. still in 100 pence and Posey with a broken hip and pence with a broken body, probably. Yeah, I, I think like, it's going to be a really like, our bad Our rotation is going to destroy our year, but like honestly, our lineup's going to be fun. It's going to be Just a really funny. bad year for the Pirates. Um, We'll get to the Giants later. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so next team for me, I I don't know, I don't know who to choose here because I'm really high in the Cincinnati Reds, and but the Cubs just have the talent. Chicago Cubs are getting fourth in this, in this division. That's that's I like that's, hot takes. They're getting fourth this division, and I'm looking at. The um, only thing I have to say about that is they just had a bad year last year. Everyone. Like, everyone just had an off year last yes. year. But how many times can you have an off year in a row and consider it still an off year? And I'm looking that at was you, only Connor Wiseau, Cubs fan of one-on-one Connor sports. Wiseau. They are going to become fourth, and you can't argue anything else. You guys have no money. Your clubhouse is a mess. Yes, you have David Ross, but what does David Ross know about managing? Yes, you have Anthony Rizzo, but he hasn't been the Anthony Rizzo we love in, like, three years. Chris Bryant never has a good shoulder, and he can't lift a ball to save his life anymore. The only, the only exciting player they have is Wilson Contreras, Contreras and Javier Baez. Yes, and I'd rather watch Javier Baez way more. Um, Wilson Contreras, I've never been that interested in because I always thought he was a background player. Um, yes, he's he was tough. young. He's Yes, he's good now because that's because they have no players in the forefront that isn't Javier Baez. Um, yeah. Jonathan Lester is probably the oldest man I've ever seen pitch. Um, you ever, Darvish? Imagine, imagine giving you Darvish. You Darvish. Is wait, wait, wait. Their best pitcher. Imagine giving you Darvish $22 million to have a four-year A. You're joking about that, but he's probably their best pitcher currently. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I would not doubt it. I would not doubt that. <laughs> I used to like them because they did a lot of things differently. Like Kyle Hendricks, one of my favorite pitchers, because he threw so slow. No, he's their best pitcher. He's actually really good. Yes, Kyle Hendricks. I've actually seen since he was like the thirtieth best prospect in their system. Yeah, no, I, I love like, Yo, him. This dude's really cool, and like I liked him. But like honestly, I don't think they're going to win. I think Cincinnati Reds are going to be way more fun, and in my book, they're probably going to win more games. I'm high in the Reds. Because I love Nicholas Castellanos. He's one of my favorite players. I know he is borderline an abomination in the field. Um, oh, yeah. that's He's probably one of the worst fielders I've personally ever seen. <laughs> um, he looks like a, you put a piece of wood out there. But, like, honestly, he hits like a he piece of wood, too. He, like he, that. he hits. You he, can hit the ball. <laughs> but, boy, can he not feel the ball. So... I'm gonna have to agree, oh, man. And you, I hate and they to, have a new center fielder from Japan. I, I, I hate to, so fun to watch. I hate to agree with you on everything, but it was. I'm a convincing person. What can I say? It's not convincing. It's just like I didn't. I didn't want to say the Cubs were gonna come in fourth just because they have the names. But I just names like don't mean the, anything. I just like the Reds so much more. Like just the, what they did this offseason alone. And they have young makes players like coming them. up. The Cubs have the worst. It's gonna farm be so. It's gonna be so fun to watch the Reds beat up on the Cubs this year. Like, I'm sorry, Cub fans. You guys won a World Series. You did a Red Sox. You just pulled the Red Sox. You won a World Series and then just vanished the next year. To yeah, be honest, better than not winning a World Series. The all right. So we have the Pirates, <laughs> then the Cubs, then the Reds. We just talked about the Cubs and the Reds, so we don't have to talk about them again. And then the second team, I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals because really? they lost Marcelo Zuna, and you might think that's not that big of a deal, but that takes away a lot of padding from Paul Goldschmidt and their other hitters. Marcelo Zuna was probably their better power hitter in the lineup besides Goldie and Paul DeYoung, and now that he's gone, it's going to be very difficult for them to get another hitter like that of that caliber, I'm about to spit some and, facts. And they're they're uh, you're wearing a Cardinals hat now, um, but I think they're going to come in second because not only that, the Brewers were only what a couple games behind them in the division, and Yelich was hurt for the last month of the season. Yes, so have Yelich healthy plus a couple of the additions that the uh, Brewers made, they're going to be 
a slightly, very, very slightly better team than the Cardinals. Ready? Brewers are going to become a second. Why? They had a very confusing offseason. Their offseason literally made no sense. They rebuilt somehow in their offseason. Like, they didn't retool. They literally rebuilt. Um, yes, they did acquire Julio or Luis Reyes. Luis Reyes. I was thinking about the pitcher for the Dodgers, who was a stud and a lefty. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yes, he's probably going to play shortstop. And, yes, he has a good bat. But I think that he's a young player. you really gambling on that. You lost a controllable young outfielder and a controllable young pitcher, which is something you desperately need in Milwaukee. You didn't address any of your pitching that well. No, they didn't. They didn't. And I don't think that that's really going to lead to a winning team. Didn't they get Rich Hill? No. Correct me? They did not. Who got no, Rich Hill? Twins. Ah, yes. Um, the Twins got all So basically, the, the Brewers got almost no pitchers. Um, the the Brewers Cardinals, got no pitchers. The yes, Twins got they all lost. Of them. I will admit, yes, they lost Marcelo Zuno. Marcelo Zuno was also an underperforming bat. He was, I wouldn't say underperforming. Okay, unlucky. he was not underperforming. He was, he was a very unlucky. unlucky bat, and you brought that to my attention. He was the unluckiest hitter in the league last year. Yes, but also you have to keep in mind that, yes, he's unlucky, but being unlucky also means you don't produce. Okay, but on top of that, you're just producing isn't a, the only thing that's valuable in a lineup. You're, yes. you're, you're giving support. And you're giving padding. So, for example, if you have when when the Phillies signed Harper, right? When the actually the Yankees, just because I'm a Yankee fan, I know the Yankees, right? I know the Yankees really well. You have to pitch to Judge Stanton or Sanchez. You have to choose one of them, right? So you got to pick your poison. You're not going to walk all three of them and then face strike them all three out. That probably could happen. <laughs> um, you're not going to walk all three of them and face Glaber Torres. That's the padding I'm talking about. Yes. Marcelo Zuna. Made pitchers face Goldie okay, and didn't you, and didn't make make them it didn't allow them to pitch around Goldie and pitch around Paul DeYoung. Now they have that that option because it's, they don't have that support and they don't have that power no more. Name a person on that team on the Cardinals team who's gonna give them that power besides Goldie and DeYoung. Okay, yes, you keep you can keep focusing on the lineup, but I'm sorry, but the Cardinals bullpen and the Cardinals pitching staff is years. Right now, they're, currently they're, they're ahead of good. the Milwaukee they're, Brewers. They're, they're, their their pitching staff really is good. young and exciting and very good. The Milwaukee Brewers pitching staff literally has me thinking this is a, a pretender. And, uh, it's really, really bad. It um, is almost terrible. But like, the thing the is, they're putting these people the out only there. thing is, the Brewers do things, kind, they try to do things like the Rays. They don't do it as good as the Rays, but they do things like the Rays. Okay. And it, it, it's been working. It's and that's the only reason why I can't say they're not gonna win and they're not gonna take first place because it's just been working for them for two, three years already. And two, three years? You ready for the fattest fact you've ever seen in your life? The Cardinals have never lost back to back seasons since nineteen fifty eight. Wait, do you mean like in the division? Their record, they have not gone negative in two straight seasons since nineteen fifty eight. That is what working means. They have oh, a winning well, yeah, culture. No. They have a winning history. No, they have I know been that, working that. their entire. They've been working since before my dad was born. Well, my dad is no, no, an no, no, old no. man. I th- I'm not saying they're going negative. They're not going to go negative, but they will beat the Milwaukee Brewers because the Milwaukee Brewers are young. But yes, they have a terrible pitching staff. You need good pitching. I'm sorry, but g- bad pitching staffs are not going to help you win. It, it's not. It's not even just like the every bad contender we have staff, talked about has at least done something to address their pitching staff. Or has a good pitching staff to begin with. The only contender I can think of that doesn't have a good pitching staff currently would be the Minnesota Twins. And the Minnesota Twins have signed fourteen different pitchers. Probably <laughs> they signed like they the literally signed the entire free agency board of pitchers just to see if one will work out. 
And that's honestly. What I mean, you Milwaukee could also consider the Braves having a semi weak pitching but staff. But they have a. But their pitching staff is at least young and talented. Yeah, that's true. The Brewers, uh, the Brewers, the Brewers have no, to be desired. The Brewers have no rotation right now, but they they can acquire someone. They can acquire someone, and and especially if the for example the White Sox, the White Sox have Dallas Keuchel. If they're not going to contend, best believe Keuchel and Gonzalez are going to be uh, um, trade bait. They're definitely going to be trade bait. Okay, but 